Bilky, we're back. Mm, we are here. It's time. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> Star Wars and and Bloodshot and Joker, all these things are on the so docket today. So many topics. So many topics. <laughs> We've got my grandpa's wine flowing through our veins. Oh, it's yes. going to be absolutely a good time. Let's kick the intro music and get the show on the road. Welcome back to a little bit of nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. As usual, I'm your host, Jalen Holston, and alongside me is a man with an unusually high metachlorian count, Mr. Bilkey. How are you doing today, sir? I can feel it flowing through my veins. Mm. The metachlorian count is coursing higher and higher. Some would say it may even be over 9,000. My God, you're the chosen one, Bilky. Supposedly. <laughs> well, it's over for you because I have the high ground. Anyways, <laughs> we got some Star Wars trailer breakdowns, a Joker review, a full spoiler, by the way, Joker trailer review, because both of us have seen the movie now. Yes. And a Gemini review, that'll just be me solo, plus some stuff about Bloodshot and a couple of DC TV stuff. You know how we do it on A Little Bit Nerd. So let's get into it. So we're first going to break down the Star Wars trailer, but since it is Star Wars, we have a very special friend of the podcast, Mr. Nick Swenson, and we're going to cut to him and his insights exclusively for you all, all the way from Senate, California. So here this is real quick. We'll be back in a jiffy. And now it's time for our very, very special guest and Star Wars correspondent coming in all the way from sunny California, Mr. Nick Swenson. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, no problem. As you know, all things Star Wars, we definitely try to call your number as frequently as possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's my life goal. Yes. Well... (laughs) Here it is, episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. The trailer has dropped. There are so many things to speculate. So we can start wherever you want to. Uh, Just give us your overall thoughts about the trailer in general. How did you feel comparatively to the other two? uh, Super excited. Uh, Last Jedi, when the trailer came out, uh, I I was a little hyped, but there still was just, it was just kind of iffy on me. But this one, like, just... John Williams' score, the swelling music, just... Oh, man. That score is amazing. All the epic shots just took it way over the top. Is it not just the saddest thing in the world that's going to be John Williams' last score for a Star Wars movie? That's... Ugh. I'm hoping it goes out with a big bang and just blows us all away. I, I think the score is probably my favorite part of the whole trailer, if I'm going to be real honest about it. Oh, yeah. Like, and this, killed this it. has been building up for... Coming up on, I think, almost 50 years. Yeah. New, New Hope came out in 77. Ugh, what a time this we live in. Decades in the making. <laughs> yeah, so let's go run through the trailer, kind of shot by shot, but we have some screenshots that we want to discuss specifically. Uh, it opens up with Ray on that grass planet looking like she's uh, training with that same uh, attack droid that Luke used in New Hope, actually. Um, yeah. And we also see that same helmet that he wore in his X-Wing when he went to Dagobah, fall to the ground. So that was awesome. Yeah, some people have been saying it's that helmet, and others have been saying it's the one Leia wore on Endor. Ooh, yes, yes. When they were uh, on, when, with, with the the good old Ewoks. Yeah, those little <laughs> devil teddy bears. The devil teddy bears that we all love. <laughs> let's not be real, or let's be yeah. real about it. We all love them. We gave them crap initially, but we love them. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're adorable. But then we get to the shot where she's jumping through. It's a continuation shot. She like jumps in the air and then it cuts and she's jumping and landing in what looks like the first Death Star from A New Hope. Yeah, that's what some people are saying. Some people are saying Star Destroyer. I'm leaning towards Death Star because in the shot you see uh, where she's landing, you can see what looks like the same tractor beam system that Obi-Wan was using in A New Hope. Yes, right where they fought there at the, at the end of the movie, in case any of you somehow haven't seen that. But yeah, it looks like that exact same stage set because it's just kind of broken down behind her and it's just all faded away. But yeah, I, I just, I got to feel like that's the one from A New Hope, man. Yeah, that's at least what we're hoping. I I think it'd be really cool to see Rey running through the Death Star's burned out, destroyed ruins, honestly. Yeah, and you know, concept, old concept art is going to be a main theme for this, uh, probably this chat, because there's another shot, I think, towards the end of the trailer of her and Kylo Ren in an old Death Star from, it was The Last Jedi, uh, and that made it through, so, yeah. You I'm mean Return excited. of the Jedi. Or, sorry, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> See, that happens. They have two, yeah. they got two films with the Jedi, damn it. Yeah, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, yeah, that looked like the throne room that was on uh, Return of the Jedi. We don't, we never saw it in New Hope, but you never know. They might have just done a copy-paste with Death Star 1 and Death Star 2, but... Could have, could have. Could have, but never know. For our nerdy souls, we're going to say that it is, until we, yes, <laughs> until we exactly. have confirmation otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then we move along and we get this awesome uh best game of thrones attempt by <laughs> lucasfilm it's a shot of what i assume is going to be emperor palpatine's throne and it it is just it's sick it's just got spikes everywhere it's in this dark yeah. the lightning place. in the background yes it looks absolutely epic uh what are your thoughts and, and theories possibly surrounding this location um honestly I have, I've heard so many different theories. I've heard it's on the meteor that we see, the ice meteor. Everybody's saying ice meteor in the trailer. Yeah. Other people are saying in the Death Star ruins or whatever planet the Death Star is on. But there's no, we don't really get a wide shot except for the throne. So who knows where it's at. Uh, I do like that they brought in the design from Ralph McQuarrie, one of the original concept artists in the original trilogy. Beautifully done, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That was his original design for the Emperor's Throne. And a lot of his concept art is being brought back for these new movies, and it's just awesome to see. Absolutely beautiful. And we will move right along to our next screenshot that we want to talk about. This one of these, it's a, it's part of that space scene that we kind of saw in the middle of the trailer where everyone's getting ready to go ham. Um, and it looks like these are some old rebel fighters from like the New Hope and old trilogy era. Um, yeah. Going in on the traditional, uh, what, what are they called? Death Stars? Not Death Stars. Star Destroyers? Star Destroyers, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. Star Destroyers, Death Star. They, they, they actually read the word star in like every yeah. possible way. But yeah, the OG Star Destroyers, not the um, uh, the new ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you see, I saw some A-wings, B-wings. Uh, we get that shot of the Y-wing going up towards the bottom of the Star oh, Destroyer. Looks awesome. Yeah, and, and what I was really interested in was what it, that's, that big gun is on the bottom of the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, some fan theories are saying Palpatine has a whole fleet of Star Destroyers that have a, basically a Death Star cannon on each one. Oh my god. If he gets out in the galaxy, and if that turns out to be true, 
each of those can take down an entire planet. Oh, dear God. So this might be J.J. Abrams trying to go bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> or big finale. Absolutely. What's one Death Star? What about a fleet of them? <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory a lot. And it really... I think if you're going to go out and end a nine-movie saga, right, what higher stakes could you have than, like, you know, there's there's jokes and memes about, oh, they just made another Death Star for the new trilogy again, which they did. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, imagine they had that technology more streamlined and reduced. Now they have a whole fleet, like, about to leave, and it's up to our heroes that we've grown and known for the last couple years to stop it. I think those are some stakes, brother. Yeah, and, and another big stake is the Death Star and Death Star 2 and Starkiller Base. Those are basically planets, and those don't move very fast. No. A Star Destroyer, they can jump to light speed, and they can... A fleet of those, each with the ability to destroy a planet, uh, that's the galaxy in only a few weeks. Yeah. We wiped out. Go wherever you want and just be like, oh, I don't like your planet. Delete. You can, you can hold the entire galaxy under hostage basically and say if you don't follow us say goodbye it's insane man absolutely yeah. insane and then we'll wiggle on down to this next screenshot that we want to discuss for sure it's the shot of uh kylo ren and ray when they look to be destroying something in uh, the old it looks like a set from the old death star but we kind of zoomed in and looked at it it looks like they're destroying darth vader's helmet yeah and I think uh, it was such a quick shot in the trailer that JJ's trying to keep some all the details out from us. Like we all know JJ, he hides everything in his trailers. I love it. And so I, when I pause and I look and zoom in and enhance, it it's it looks like Vader's helmet. Uh, I don't know if it's on a pedestal or if maybe they recovered more pieces of Vader's armor, and that's what that whole thing is. But I think that's Vader's helmet for sure. I would definitely but, agree. Definitely agree. Oh, yeah. And like, what a character moment that would be for Kylo Ren, because there is also I've I've read a couple of theories about how this is definitely going to just be a, a mad redemption arc. This whole movie is going to be for Kylo Ren, basically, which is fine because he's my favorite character out of the new saga, for sure. Oh yeah. Um, well, it'd be amazing because in, in Force Awakens we see him basically meditating with Vader's helmet, right, and trying to like get that like, oh man, hype me up with that Sith power, man. Yeah. But then in Last Jedi, he goes, and his famous line from that is, let the past die. Yes, and I think that was such a big thing that people missed about his characters. Like, everyone wants to nail him down, pin him down as a Sith, but to be real honest, he's just he's just a misguided Jedi at the end of the day, because he hasn't done anything that's distinctly Sith-related to this point, right? Uh, no, no Force lightning, you know, nothing no, of that no, nature. No. It's just, it's been pretty advanced Force techniques that aren't, Uninspiring, uh, unimpressive to really uh, powerful Jedi like stopping lasers and stuff like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's gonna have a big redemption arc. That's what I'm theorizing. That's what I'm hoping because, like you said, he's he's a good character. He's fun to watch, and it, we never really had that unhinged Force user in Force Awakens. Like he gets pissed off and he just starts slashing at everything. He starts Force choking people just. Just for the fun of it, just because yeah. he's all pissy, and it would be great to just see him kind of take those emotions and harness them and use them for hopefully a good ending. We hope for good, but I'm never I'm never mad at the bad guys winning in movies. I don't know about uh, you. 
it's it's so rare to have movies where bad guys win that when it does happen, it tends to leave a bigger lasting impression. Hashtag Infinity War, everyone. Let's oh yeah, about it. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> there you Darth go. Popping off Luke's hands when that first happened, nobody nobody was gonna expect Darth Vader to win and basically wipe the floor with Luke. Right, and to that and it point, it was huge. Everybody was like, "What the heck just happened?" Yeah, and then of course the other thing that everyone didn't see coming was like, you know, I'm your father. That definitely oh, threw yeah. everyone. <laughs> that was huge. Imagine if the internet was there back in the day; they would have just lost <laughs> their mind. <laughs> exactly goodness all right we're gonna move on to that one of the final shots of the trailer it looks like a ray is walking up to some kind of figure that's floating above her on this ice planet which i i think we can both fairly assume it's probably towards the end of the movie in the climax um unless jj is really just just all kinds of mind messing with us you know um but people have speculated about who she's looking at or what she's looking at and I, I'm sorry. Like I, I got, if I had money, I'd put it down. That's that's Emperor Palpatine, right? Like oh, it's got to be Palpatine. Yeah, it, I think if if it wasn't Palpatine, JJ would have pulled the biggest like gotcha on everybody. That, <laughs> right. That's got to be Palpatine. It. We hear his laugh. We hear him talking in this trailer, and even like in that shot, you get a little bit of the hooded covering, and so it, yeah. it's got to be Palpatine. Gotta be Palpatine, man. Yeah. Um, the big question is, what is it that he's on? Because there's so it looks like there's some sort of technology that he's sitting on. Is his throne some mechanical thing? Is he attached to some sort of life support? Mm. Uh, the, there's a whole like list of things. Like, is this really the first Palpatine we see? Is this the same one from Return of the Jedi? Right. In the old canon in Star Wars Legends, uh, Palpatine comes back. Uh, by using the cloning that they used on Camino for the clones. He cloned himself multiple times and he figured out a way using Sith sorcery to transfer his energy and his spirit into those clones. Yes. And for so those of gonna... us more casual Star Wars fans, could you explain yeah. how like the difference between what happens to a Sith when they die versus when a Jedi dies and passes on? Well, uh, the whole Force Ghost thing, that's not every Jedi. Uh, that actually takes a lot of training. In uh, Revenge of the Sith, when uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda are going their separate ways, Yoda is telling Obi-Wan that he's got some training to do and an old master that's going to teach him how to survive beyond death, basically. How to retain your Force spirit as a Force ghost. So Force ghosts are actually technically very rare. Yoda, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan are basically the only ones that have done it. And I'm hoping we see... Luke again in Rise of Skywalker as a Force ghost. You gotta assume Luke's gonna be able to do it, right? I mean, he oh, yeah. Force projected himself, which is a rarer skill as well for Jedi. Oh, you know. Yeah. But so with Sith and with uh, Dark Side users, uh, the best basically explanation I ever saw on it was the Sith deal so much in the physical world. They they want to live forever. They want to be the greatest warriors. They want to control the galaxy, so they don't really care about the spiritual side of the Force. They don't care about the beyond because they're trying to dominate in the physical and the now. So there aren't really technically Force ghosts for Sith, but we do see visions from Yoda in the Lost chapters of Clone Wars. Uh, and I don't, I don't think I've heard anything about them confirming whether that was a Force ghost or if it was a vision for Yoda. Of Darth Bane, one of the ancient Sith. Ugh, 
what I would kill for some Darth Bane, Darth Bane in live action. I'm just I'm waiting for Darth Revan. <laughs> Same I brother. Just... Oh man. Well, we're going to do our um, our theories on the live show whenever we record on Friday, but we want to hear your on your most plausible theory about how this thing is all going to wrap up, knowing your foretold knowledge of the Force in all things Star Wars. Oh, man. How I think this movie is basically going to run down. I think it's going to be a few years after Last Jedi. All right. And it's going to be the Resistance still kind of underground trying to hook up with all of those allies, Leia said, were in the Outer Rim. I think Lando's going to be a big part of that. And in the trailer, we see all those ragtag ships forming together. We see the Falcon, we see the Ghost from Star Wars Rebels. And I think it's going to be largely a ragtag fleet. I don't... We might see one or two kind of capital ships that can go with a Star Destroyer, but I think it's going to be a lot of smaller ships and a lot of smaller fighters. Uh, engaging that Imperial fleet. I think uh, we're going to find some sort of tome or some device that I think that's what C-3PO is going to be plugging into uh, to find wherever this Sith fleet is hiding because I think they're in the unknown regions of space. Nobody knows where they are, but we know they're out there and the Resistance needs to go and take them down. I think Ray is going to go off on her own sort of Redemption arc, kind of similar to Luke in Return of the Jedi. He's going to be away from the main battle, but she's going to be looking for first Kylo Ren, and then when she finds out that Palpatine's there, that's who she's going to be going after. Yes. Very Ronin samurai of her. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping that, like we said earlier, I'm hoping Kylo Ren's more of a redemption arc, so I hope that they'll be fighting the Emperor together, but I think we're definitely going to get one or two duels between Kylo Ren and Rey going at it. Oh, yes, please. And then hopefully <laughs> at the end it'll be Rey and Ben Solo mm, taking, yes. down, taking down the Emperor. I like that a lot. I really yeah. like that a lot. Man, I am so excited for this film, and I want to thank you yet again for dropping all that delicious Star Wars insight onto our podcast, Mr. Swenson. Where can people oh. find you on the social medias if you have them? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I don't really use Instagram, but if you want to, <laughs> Instagram. Uh, don't add me on Facebook, because who uses Facebook anymore? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, uh, last thing I'll leave you with, uh, the most underrated shot of this trailer is that little cavalry charge we see of oh all of our heroes. Oh, yes. But the best part of that charge is you see BB-8 right there in front of them, charging with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. What's that little droid going to do? <laughs> I tell you what, if he if he's like piloting another AT-AT again or something like that, I'm going to lose my mind. That guy is just ridiculous <laughs> in <Yeah>. the best way. <laughs> yeah. Like they took R2 and like, how, how can we just make him even more extra? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you again. And now we'll get back to the live segment of the pod of the show. All the stuff. Yes, words are hard. Anyways, we'll catch you next time, nerds. <laughs> and we are back. Thank you once again, Mr. Swenson, for your delicious theories and insights into all things Star Wars. Oh, I love that, man. Well done. I truly, truly do. So, as mentioned on the uh, segment there, we're going to get into our theories about the trailer, and uh, there are quite a few, but I'm going to stick to the one that I mentioned previously with Nick that 
Kylo Ren is going to destroy literally everything. I'm I'm a, I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Yes, I am absolutely all for that. Because I mean, be like, awesome. It's the rise of Skywalker. Like me and you both literally just watched the trailer again before we had before to, the pod, yeah. and we got done. We're like, what is what does it mean? What does it mean, man? What is this whole trilogy even about? The new one, we don't know. We don't know, but we're gonna find out. I'm so excited. It comes out every year right around my birthday, so it feels like you know a mm. special treat from George. What a delicious <laughs> present you've been presented. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. So, what is a theory that you might want to go on from the short viewings that you've had of the trailer? Dude, I just want to see some carnage because oh, I'm. Oh. Yeah, we were talking about Kylo <laughs> destroying shit. I want to see some carnage in this movie, and I want to see some real gut wrenching emotion come out of me. So, oh. like, I don't want to. I know Disney is in charge of everything. That like, that's Big Brother. That's right. fine. That's but fine. I want to kind of like how Infinity War cut off some people. Yeah. If the trilogy ends, I want to see some people cut off. Right, and we already will have some with Carrie Fisher obviously passing away, unfortunately, right, right, but. Right. But she's going to be in the movie to some capacity. We hear a little clip of her as a Force ghost, I'm assuming, at the end, you know, saying always when the Force is with you. Right. To, to Ray there at the end of the trailer. So it's very possible. And know? like with uh, the scene with 3PO. Yes. Do we? Is that the end of 3PO? I, I hope not, but at the same time, I think the movie needs it to be. I, oh, God, I'm, I'm there with you. Like, I want it to be just so I can... I want to... That scene alone right there should make me tear up. I yes. should be crying there. Because is he... If the saga ends like the trailer is indicating and they move on to whatever the new phase of Star Wars is, I think you can't bring old characters like that. Right. It's, and it's not going to work. You know, it's been confirmed that this is supposed to be the end of the saga films. Like, when this is done, it's only going to be, like, uh, offshoots or, you know, alternate universe kind of stuff for Star Wars. So, yeah, I, I hope they really wrap it all together and it's, a, it's in a nice little bow there for all the fans that have been following it for... God, how, how old are we now? So Old enough. Just so many years of... <laughs> so many... <laughs> so, so. I do want to know what's up with those horses that are on the Star Destroyer, dude. I swear, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't think me. they're horses. They're Like, none of those creatures exist in Star Wars. They're probably some kind of hybrid, Whatever. like... The in bull. space, is there no gravity? Like, <laughs> no. how's the oxygen that far into the atmosphere? There's no gravity, there's no Ooh. oxygen, There's just, it's just space and Star Wars and... It just looked a little strange. I don't know. And things of that nature. I don't know. I, I'm all for it. It looked epic, so I'll suggest it. My do, you want, uh, do you want Kylo to die? Uh, ooh, that's a hot take. That yeah. Might be my second theory is that it's a full-on just uh, uh, kind of wet dream tribute to Return of the Jedi. Like, Kylo goes down killing the Emperor and also saving the galaxy. So, Rise of Skywalker. Boom. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to bring Emperor Palpatine into this. I believe, and we discussed a little bit with Nick, but, you know, again, Sith users can't do Force ghosts, so I'm assuming, I'm really leaning in this clone stuff, man. Ooh. I I feel like it's just a really crappy clone body that he just has his essence in, and that's who, that's, because we see that final shot in the trailer of her looking up at somebody sitting Mm -hmm. in a floating, it's it's Emperor Palpatine. Come on. So, do you think Snoke was a like a clone that didn't work out as well? Snoke was a literal waste of space yeah. in <laughs> the entirety of whatever was Star Wars. I mean, he gave us Kylo Ren, so that's cool. 
I'm fine with that. But uh, other than that, I, I don't know what Snoke was. He got no backstory, man. He's like, well, yeah, you know, Ryan Johnson kind of did his thing there, whatever. But you know, whatever. You know. We're not talking about Snoke. Yeah, he's gone. He's he's dead. It's gone. And I like eight. Deal with it. Just that's I'm just being honest. You at know, him. At me. If you mm. if you will. If you will. And then I believe I have one more theory that uh, Luke is for sure back as a as a Force ghost. Um, for sure. In that for sure now. Okay. I'm, Unlike Mr. Young that I frequently talk to during practices and things out in Wentzville, he believes that he's still alive. <laughs> That's, That's preposterous. Foolish is what he is. There's no way, dude. Come no, on. He's not alive. But I do believe Luke will be in this movie heavily as a Force ghost, and it's definitely not an impossibility that he learned how to do so from Yoda, etc. I so. mean, that's perfect, perfectly reasonable, dude. Right. Right? I mean, he's the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy at that point in time. He could force project himself across multiple galaxies to that planet um, at the end of 8, so why would he not There's be no able way to... he can't be a ghost. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what ridiculous. I'm saying. It just yeah. doesn't make any logical sense why he wouldn't be a force ghost to some capacity in the next couple of movies. So we'll go with that one. All right, so that's enough about Star Wars. Let's move on down the list to this Bloodshot trailer. And for those of you who don't know who Bloodshot is, I will give you the movie synopsis. It is based on an independent comic book that's been pretty popular for the last five, six years or so. I've seen some stuff about it. Other than that, that's about it. But here's what we got from the old IMDb. Ray Garrison, an elite soldier who was killed in battle, is brought back to life by an advanced technology that gives him the ability of superhuman strength and fast healing. With his new abilities, he goes after the man who killed his wife. Or at least, who he believe killed his wife. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> he soon comes to learn that not everything he learns can be trusted. The true question is, can he even trust himself? So, Bilky, it's Vin Diesel doing a superhero movie, what did you think of the trailer for Bloodshot? I thought it looked really cool. It kind of gave me like a Jack Ryan, Deadpool mix Ooh, kind of feel. I don't Jack know. Jack Ryan, really deep cuts there. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> I, I wasn't really sure how to feel about it. Um, the the plot left me kind of confused. I wasn't sure if it was an origin story or if like he was just going to get his lady back or like, what the whole deal was going to be. But I'm interested, to yeah. say the least. I, that's, I felt the same way, kind of. But uh, I think that first shot, you know, because they have the trailer before the trailers. Because yeah. in case any of you don't know, that's why they do those little 30-second things that tells you, hey, this is a trailer. Because when you're scrolling on social media, you wouldn't know otherwise if they just started playing it. So that's what that is. But that shot where he's getting shot in the face and then it all kind yeah, of comes back. I was like, oh, what is going on here? I'll watch this. And I mean, I uh, like Vin Diesel, so I think he can do this kind of thing well. Yeah, and it makes more sense for him to be a superhero in an actual superhero movie than these Fast and the Furious movies. Yes. The last four of them where apparently he can just survive all <laughs> these things. Everything. These things, like being able to one-hand a, a goddamn torpedo or something oh, and redirect it. Yeah, but anyways. At I, least it's not The Rock doing some superhero movie. Well, he's supposed to be uh, Black Adam, so. Is he really? Yes. Well, okay, uh, that, that might fit him a little better. Right? I, that's fine. Okay. That's, that's fine. Because cool. you know why? It's in a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. Not, you're just a cool, badass... Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> like, that shit's stupid. I'm so over that. Thank you. For the love of God, Hollywood. It's ridiculous. Move along. But anyway, yeah, I enjoyed the trailer quite a bit. I was interested, uh, especially to see how his power set works. Um, I think the little, uh, the shot we get, the CGI shot of all the little tiny... Uh, bodies that kind yeah, of heal those little micro bots. Yeah, that heal himself or whatever. Those are cool. So 
I'm not gonna say I'm a hundred percent into see it, but like it's definitely on my radar. You know, if it's like a, yeah, I can hear that. I think I'm getting the same feeling I got when I saw the first Venom trailer. If that makes any sense? It's just okay. like, oh, well, okay, cool. In a movie, maybe you're doing a movie. That's. <laughs> I mean, That's I hope fine. it works out well. I, it seems like they're trying to take that Logan approach where they wipe his memory and oh. just turn him into a soldier for well, him. Apparently everyone can do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not going to work, though. Oh, wow. I hope he has rage like Logan. That would be awesome. That would be cool. They showed that one scene where he was just like using his arm to destroy guns oh, and shit. God, that was sick. So, yeah. So I definitely think the action's obviously going to be there for this movie, so I hope that maybe the rest of it kind of gets up to snuff. Let's hope it doesn't follow a trend of a movie that just came out with poor dialogue. Oh. Do you mean Gemini Man? Because I have a small review before we get to Joker for that movie. (laughs) That is exactly what I'm talking about. So I did see Gemini Man. That was the uh, aforementioned Will Smith movie that we mentioned in our last podcast. Saw with my Aunt Beeb. Uh, I, you know what? I, I actually, I did enjoy it. I can't walk away and say like, oh, this is the worst movie ever. But like, there are some serious issues <laughs> with this movie um, from top to bottom. Will Smith is not the problem in this movie. I'm just going to say that out front. I will defend this man till the death. He did what he could with the dialogue he was presented. Right. So I don't think any of the cast is I an don't, issue. Yeah, exactly. The female lead they had in there was fantastic, super gorgeous, all that stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I understand the want and need for to show off like the new technology with the CGI, but, like... If you're going to do that in a movie, and that's supposed to be one of the big selling points is the special effects, like, they need to look good throughout the, the entire movie. <laughs> Not just the hour and 20 before the climax of the movie happens. Because the de-aging thing is really big right now in Hollywood. It really is. And, like, obviously Marvel does it all the time with uh, Tony Stark in the Civil War, and they have it in Ant-Man with... Uh, God, whatever the hell his name. Hank Pym. Samuel L. Jackson Samuel does it, too. Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel. Right, so... You have all this technology, but the difference between that and Gemini Man is it looks good the entire movie. Exactly. Versus Gemini Man, which is like, wow, those shots look incredible. And then you watch 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, God, that is... It is broad is this, daylight. Is this, place, is this a PlayStation 2 game? Is that is that what's happening here? My drunk right now. My <laughs> drunk right now? Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's my uh, obvious main issue with the movie. Dialogue was... Whatever, paper-thin plot. It felt like this movie's main plot of him discovering it's a clone of himself is, like, supposed to be the second act before the climax happens, but it's the entire movie. (laughs) He is you. He is you. you. Like, Like, come on, man. You can do more. Okay. Well, what else can we say? Well, uh, we'll... We'll add a, a, a small bit about uh, the, the political stance of uh, soldiers and it's how this weird. could help us in, the, in America. And they said okay. on Young Will, like, so he's from me and I'm from him and you sent me <laughs> to kill him? And you like, made a person yes. out of another person and then you sent me to kill that person. Exactly. You chose to do this. Uh, like, uh, that's... I was Will like, Smith okay. is better than that. He is. And I think he still killed that scene. I got a little teary-eyed. It's, it's Will. He he crushed that. He does it. He that one does scene it. did kill it for that whole thing, but, like, overall, it's it's a it's a whatever. Um, if the man made me cry on Fresh Prince, he could probably make me cry next Exactly. Thing. Uncle Uncle Phil, man. Rest in peace. In the words of uh, Jake Cole. Ooh, that's mm. a hot take. Mm, I did. I went there. I like it. That's a piece, Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll give it a um, 
probably just don't see it. I'll be honest. Like it's it's cool, but it, you can probably wait until it's on 4K DVD. It says so here, you can enjoy uh, it the way you're supposed to. That was the other problem yeah. with this movie is that Ang Lee did all this cool like oh we shot it in 4K and all this. It's like 120 most, frames, right? Dude. But most theaters, their projectors literally can't show the film how it's supposed to be viewed, so it's not going to look. It's usually in like 30. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's not it's it's not whatever. So uh, don't I'd say save your money. Uh, you know. And wait for the 4K or the 3K, whatever it is, Blu-ray disc to come out on DVD or, or streaming and, and watch it that way so you can actually enjoy the film how it's supposed to be enjoyed. Um, side note, this movie is set to lose around $120 million at the box Good office. Good God, dude. This is actually Will Smith's biggest financial bomb for a movie ever. Even bigger than Wild Wild West, which was which wow. to date was supposed to be, yeah, that was like one of his biggest bombs ever. No, this one definitely... Oh man, what if we get a roast of Will Smith suit on Comedy Central oh my after God. this? I think it's coming. Just start dogging on him. <laughs> oh God, I think it's coming. Oh dear. <laughs> I would watch that. I love watching those roasts, man. I love watching those roasts as well. They just did the one with uh, Alec Baldwin. Did you watch the Justin Bieber one? Yes. Oh my God, that one's fantastic. Yeah, dude, they kill it. They finally <laughs> brought on uh, Caitlyn Jenner in the new one. Oh um, my God. Oh, they rip her apart. Oh it's God. Terrible. How do you? Is that legal? Oh, it's dick jokes left and right. Oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. Jeff Ross, the Someone's dude, like, offended. the roast king, he <laughs> rips her apart for like a good two minutes oh nonstop. God. Oh god. But she takes it like a champ. Hey, you know what? Someone's offended somewhere and I don't care. She does flame Blake Griffin pretty good though. Because well at done. one point she's like, so, I mean, you're a superstar athlete, but I'm still the best athlete in the room. And it's crazy. Oh my yeah. god. Actually, though, she's kind of got some right. Goals, Literally, you know? arguably one of the greatest athletes of all time is Bruce Jenner. Yeah, it's just a fact. It's how it goes. And even though the dick was removed, like I guess he still holds his accolades. I mean, you can't fight what the person has done. You know, <clears throat> it's weird. We used to go to like in our conference at, at, back in college. We would travel to Graceland, and that's right. where Bruce Jenner went to college. Right, and they still have Bruce Jenner's name up on everywhere. The yeah, it literally, it's it's guys, it's literally everywhere. They it's, won't change it. No, they refuse to. Not at all. And I, I, I'm siding with the school on that one. When he was there, or when the person was there, they were Bruce, and now they're Caitlyn. So it's crazy. I have a picture on one of my old phones actually, just so I could oh say that. God. Yeah, I saw it. It's it's. I don't know. It's kind of surreal to see. Isn't that wild though? We went to the literal place where he made history. Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's all the time. It was inspiring, but it is also weird at the same time because it seems like he turned into someone completely different. Well, especially when the actual like change was happening mm -hmm. when we traveled up there. But yeah, but gender things aside, yeah, shit. Oh <laughs> God, get off! Sorry, it. we went on that bit of a roll there, but we're gonna journey into the world of DC and give you a full-on spoiler review of Joker. Yes, I'm, I'm here for it. It's this is time. a beautiful film. It's time. Spoiler alert! So skip ahead, maybe. 10, 15, 20 hours. Who knows, Who knows how long this is going to be? This movie this. was incredible top yes. to bottom. I am so excited to do this review. Yes, let's get it going. Overall thoughts and feelings about The Joker. 12 out of 10. Oh my. Beautiful film. 12 out of 10. They yeah. Elaborate. Well, I love that it wasn't um, your typical DC Joker movie where right. he might have some action scenes, there's a Batman, there's someone inside of it that's going to cause him issues and it just didn't feel anything like that it was completely opposite they took a super dark and serious role and it's not like it's some corny origin film either no it's a it's a self-contained character study about a crazy person descending into madness it's so well done it's too. wonderful 
They keep it. Uh, they keep me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yes, I absolutely loved it. Um, my overall thoughts were just like again, brilliant. All the things you've seen critics say yes to that and and whatever. But anyway, um, so my main point, as far as you know, we're gonna get into our likes and our dislikes about the movie. Blah blah what blah. What you blah, blah. like? What you like? And then we'll give you a see it or don't see it kind of thing. But. One of my favorite things is the most accurate depiction of a person struggling with a mental health illness that I've ever seen in Hollywood. Agreed. Like, even better than the, uh, what was that, Silver, Silver Linings Playbook, which was pretty good. But th- this is, that ah, man, Walking Phoenix crushed it. He killed it, dude. And the dialogue was just so great. And they've tried it before with, like, Split. Yeah, they tried it with Split, too, but, like, even then... That kind of ventured into this weird, like, uh, superhero-ish situation. So, like, it didn't stay as fundamentally grounded in reality as I feel like the Joker did um, from That's top to bottom. That's a great way to say it. Yeah, it that never sense? became too far-fetched no. as an idea in general. Right, because in Split, he's, like, he's crawling on walls. He's mm-hmm. like, he can, like, take bullets and shit. But, exactly. Like, no, the Joker is, like, he has this disease where he laughs on impulse, and it's... I, I will admit, the first time, it ha- that first scene where it happens, you kind of chuckle a little bit, but then the rest of the movie, he does such a good job of, like, his eyes are literally crying, but he has the smile. Like, that was, that it's had to be so hard good. to figure out. He said he loved doing it in interviews. That was one of his favorite parts. He never got tired of it. Oh, God, he nailed it, though. Oh, so we were talking about it on the last pod. Where do we throw him in with laughs? Because oh, he's pretty damn God. good, man. Oh, man. <sighs> he beats out Jared Leto's laugh 100% Probably. for me. Oh, I have news about Jared Leto at the end of this, by the way. Oh, hi. Yes. Um, but, oh, man, that's a good question. I still think it's Mark Hamill 1 and then maybe Joaquin 2. Okay. Because I, I think that's hype that he's so up there. Yeah, it's he's up there. incredible, man. And the fact that he had to do it so often throughout the film really solidified his ability to do it. Yeah, but it, it was also just like... It wasn't that just it, he had to do it because he was a Joker. It was the because that was part of the character that he was playing. It was part of the mental illness that he had because he was basically tortured as a child, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, have, oh my gosh, he did so well. He did. He really crushed it, man. It was God. What an incredible performance. If he does not get nominated for anything, uh, as far as like Academy or Oscars go. That is a crime against humanity in itself. I agree. It's absolutely ridiculous. Everything that happened in that movie <laughs> stayed in the realm of human capabilities. Yes. So, yes, he was able to live off getting his ass kicked a couple times, and the only thing that seemed to be stretched was surviving that car accident. Right. That's the only part I was like, is he really going to be able to just be conscious and not have, like, internal bleeding or hemorrhaging right. and something? I'm Whatever, glad they laid but... him out for a while so it gave him time and he didn't just pop right up. Right. But a ve- that was the biggest stretch, and that's okay <laughs> with me because that movie was fantastic with all of uh, all of its ability to make me feel pain when he felt pain. Yes, and uh, what an awesome. Okay, we do see Bruce's origin story yeah, again. That's fine. That's okay. But this was the most like relatable, and it felt like organic way to inspire the rivalry versus all the other versions that we've ever seen. In media, right? It's not some yes. random gangster. It wasn't the Jack Nicholson version where he's Jack Napier and he has this kind of... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was the idea of the Joker that killed his parents. And it wasn't... And that's why the rivalry would exist. So I think that was... Um, that was really cool to see. Agreed. And, and feel, you know what I mean? And I'm hyped because I think they're going to leave it there. I, I Absolutely. I don't think we're ever going to see... 
unfortunately, as that's the that's the fan in me, right, and the greedy uh, nerd wanting to see that Joker go with a Batman. Because ima- be imagine the scenes, even this um, Robert Pattinson Batman that's going to come in the future. That would be cool with Joaquin. It would because and the reason I say that is because the last scene where he's talking to Robert De Niro right before that the big scene happens mm-hmm. or I guess we'll spoil it but before he shoots him in the fucking face. Yeah, this is a spoiler like, review. It doesn't <laughs> like, matter. He well, capped that motherfucker <laughs> point blank on live TV, man. No F's given at all. It's amazing. Like no, when he with that scene though, that interaction where he's talking about like you laughed at me, you know what I mean? Like you called me a joker, blah blah, blah and he's going through all the stuff that hurt him personally and why he's so just animated in the way that he is, I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, (laughs) imagine he's got Batman right where he wants him and we get this Joker saying that kind of dialogue to a Batman. You would lose your mind. It would be on par with Heath. Oh my God, it would. That's the next hot debate. It's Mm -hmm. like, was it Heath or was it Joaquin? I think they both hold... um... They both hold weight in that argument. Right. I think they're totally different Jokers in a different realm. So I think it does hold par with Heath, honestly. It's up there, and it, I, 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 in some ways, I think there are some aspects that are better than Heath because it's because Joaquin's Phoenix Joker was more grounded in reality, whereas Heath had to portray just the, a more... It was a darker version of a comic book character, right? Yes. But I think Joaquin was portraying a human being that happens to be a comic book character by trade. You know what I mean? So both the performances, fantastic. Phenomenal, excuse me. And he lost like 50 pounds for that role. Oh, it was nuts. It was, it was, it was kind of hard seeing Well, that scene where he's in the clown shop or whatever, and he's like, you can see his spine and his ribs and or whatever, and he's trying, trying to, to pull. pull. Oh, oh, wow, that shit is disturbing. Oh, it was so freaking good. Um, so what I don't like was that I will say... This film is the definition of a slow burn, but I felt like the burn could have gotten a little hotter a little faster, if that okay. makes any sense. I can that's my that. own. That's my really my only beef. That's I it. think they complement that well with how rapidly it catches fire. Once that that's spark true. hits, that's like, very true. he gets his first kill, then bam, he's going to kill his mom, and then he, like, it just escalates from there. But I like that he has the... I guess the quick second madness change whenever he wants to kill himself on the set. Yeah. But then automatically it just flicks over and he's like, okay, now I'm killing this dude and I'm sending a message. Yeah. And uh, he's unpredictable. He was so haunting. Like when he walked and he Mm -hmm. got his makeup done and Robert De Niro walks in the room and he's just like, hey, can you call me the joke? uh, Call me Joker. And he's just like, uh, what? Why? He's like, well, that's what you called me. You said I was a joker. And I was just like, Oh, it's scary. Oh, God. Like this, the, man is going, <laughs> this man is going to die. That oh. scene with the midget. Yes. That was killing oh, me. Oh, my God. I was talking about Did it. Did you think he was going to kill him? I for sure thought this man was down. Even though he was nice, he was just like, I thought he was going to be like, hey, know. you can go try to open the door or whatever. He's just going to kill the midget. Oh, it's oh, terrible. Because he couldn't reach. And I knew almost instantly. Oh, I was like, God. wait, how's he going to get out? He locked it. Unless he, <laughs> I thought he might get a chair at first, but then he turns no. around and he's like pissing himself. Like, I, I can't get the door. <laughs> he kisses him on the forehead. Oh my God. You were dude. always nice to me. Oh my God. It reminded me of Billy Madison whenever he calls the dude. Yes. And he takes his name <laughs> off the list. He starts putting on the lipstick and shit. Oh. <laughs> that movie, man. That's so true. Oh my God. All right. So, my other last final bit about the Joker. What you got? Was this movie real? Or not real. Inception style. 
Mm, real. Real. Explain yourself. Oh, dude, I don't know. It just, I, to be honest, it just—it's something I feel. It was just—it was real from right. the from from the jump. I never thought it was like fake. I just—I dove into it. It dragged, drugged me, dragged me, dragged. dragged I think dragged. It dragged yeah, me dragged in, dragged and it it held a, like a hold of my emotions the whole time. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I I will say, there's a fair argument to be made that the entirety of that part where he's full Joker is all in his head because of where it ends, right? Because he's back at this insane asylum or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I really hope not, because that would suck. Like, oh, I, I really want... It, I don't know. I think with the way it ends, it's real. Because he because fa- he fantasized that whole relationship with the uh, the neighbor, right? Yes. So then as soon as that happened, and he's back at the Joker mode, I was like, oh my God, is this whole thing just like... Just an inception it's thing. Is, is, is it all just a dream in his head or whatever? And I'm like, okay, well. I think it was totally real. All right. Because, the, oh, God damn it. Right, because now, now you're going to just Cause it go watch totally it again. about mental health and all that other shit. But, no, I'm going to choose to believe it was real. All right, fair I, enough. I don't think it's as heavy as Inception where you're like, okay, shit, was any of if that it real? <laughs> yeah, and I'll never know. But with that one, I think it is because that holds weight into the Bruce origin. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I hope it was all real. I don't know if I ever want to an- want it answered for myself. I just want to be able to watch that movie eight thousand times on DVD and just be enjoyed every it, every yeah, time. Dude. It you hurts I mean? me to say it, but I don't think I want another one. No, because it was so good. I don't want them to mess up. Absolutely, do not. something stupid. No. Yeah, that's gonna, that's a cult classic, dude. It that's is going to be a great movie. It really is. Think of all the Halloween costumes we'll see with Joaquin's suit. God, it's going to be great. I can't wait for it. I was hyped they showed him dancing. Yes. He was actually a sick-ass clown. And you know what? To people that don't understand, like, how how big of a part of the narrative it was, if you know it, like, I'm going to break it down for you stupid people. Sorry. <laughs> break it down. I'm just break it down for you stupid people. The reason why the dancing was so significant is it's, an in, it's a reflection of his internal uh, subconscious about how he feels about himself. In the early parts of the movie, whenever he dances, it's always secluded. It's always in a dark place. It's always by himself. It's not, it's, it's restricted in movement. And it's not as flowing. It's not as confident. Mm-hmm. Then when we get to the end of the movie, the reason why that dance scene is so important is he's outside. It's full on. There's full range of motion. He doesn't care. There's a looseness. There's energy. There's life in his body as he's dancing. Yep. That's when he realizes, like, no, this is who I am. I'm a sick person, and I do not give a shit about society anymore. I'm going to kill all of you. Like, that's exactly what it is. He blossoms. He's a butterfly right. in that moment. So if you don't understand why he's dancing, it's part of his mental illness, mental condition, because dance therapy is a thing, by the way, um, along with art therapy and numerous other cognitive behavioral therapy techniques and <laughs> interventions. Not that I'm a master psych student or anything. Oh, but, anything. <laughs> just trying to throw that out there. It's awesome because Joaquin is actually a really good dancer in real life. Yes, he is. He's been dancing his whole life. Break dancing in the 80s, all this stuff. Dude, you ought to check out that interview he does with Jimmy Kimmel. I did, and it was haunting. Frustrating, dude. And he I, was Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel jackass. was such an idiot. And I was like, oh my god, is he gonna kill Jimmy Kimmel? Because that was the same scene, like yeah. set up as the Joker movie. He's talking about dancing. He's like, well, you're laughing, but, but it was re- real for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, oh, oh god, <laughs> Jimmy, it's happening again. <laughs> I, I've never been a fan of Jimmy Kimmel. I no. think he's a jackass. A little bit. But I'm glad that a little people bit, got I mean, to see that. Yeah. yeah, the fact that it happened again in real life and with Joaquin Phoenix is like, yeah. dude, 
Open your But again, eyes. that shows how much this movie is so visceral and in-depth into how accurate it was with portraying mental health. Like, mm -hmm. society itself, that interview alone right there. Like, he's laughing at something that is cherished by Joaquin Phoenix, and then all of a sudden, Jimmy's just laughing at it, thinking it's a joke, when it's not. That was a real release yes. for this man. And he just thought it was a joke, and that, that is offensive, and it hurts people. You know what I mean? Like... We're so numb and idiotic as a society sometimes. He just sits in his bubble. Yeah. And he shows that clip of Joaquin losing it for a second on the director when he's whispering, when Joaquin's trying to focus for a serious scene. Which is awesome. He's it was, so in it character. It was awesome, but it's embarrassing. Right. Why would time. you show that? That's not cool. That's like showing someone blowing up on a teammate in practice. Right. Just because it's heated and both sides are really passionate about what's going on and it's intense, but you don't show that. No. That's stuff that stays in the locker room because it's not for you. The yeah. movie is for you. Yeah. I mean, I grabbed your jersey, I don't know how many times at practice. Yeah. Like, be pissed happens. or whatever. Like, I'm like, bro, get your shit right. Like, it I need happens. you to put a ball down. And that's how it goes. But it's, it's whatever. It, it irked me that Jimmy Kimmel couldn't see that. And uh, hopefully, maybe his PR team shows it to him later and is like, hey, look, you're hey. a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. But at the end of the day, Joker is a hard see it for me. Hard see it for me as well. And if anyone tells you, hey, it's a slow drama, you shouldn't spend money on it, go tell those people to go fuck themselves, honestly. This, this movie is incredible. It's a different piece of the superhero genre in cinema that we need to support as movie fans so that way we get more movies like this. Agreed. And same with the people who think the movie needs to be banned because they think other people idiots. are going to go out and commit actual mass idiots. Like, because uh, we're already doing that. Yeah. <laughs> actual idiots. Anyways, moving right along to DC TV stuff, otherwise known as Jalen recaps The Flash because Arrow got moved to Wednesdays and now it's back to Tuesdays with The Flash and its original air date and Bilky doesn't watch any of the other shows and there's also Batwoman. <sighs> good, good God. Uh, Batwoman, episode two, was much better than the series premiere. Really? Much better, yes. Oh, yeah. it, they slowed everything down. The storylines kind of got more centered in and focused on. Dialogue was still like whatever, but like there was a definite pace and the acting choices that were made by some of the characters were really good. There was some range that got to be shown between her and her dad um, when they were talking about Alice being discovered as her sister, all this other kind of stuff. Like it's really, nice. really good. Also, did you know that Kate Kane is Bruce Wayne's cousin? Just thinking from last pod when you were asking how she knows about the Batcave. No, I did not know okay, that. Okay, see, that's why I was like, I, I figured maybe you didn't know that. Okay. Why you were so confused. Yeah, because that really, I, <laughs> not knowing that, that information didn't make sense to me because no one's supposed to find the Batcave. No, no, the point no. of it. Okay. No. Kate Kane is Bruce Wayne's cousin. So Wonderful. that's why she grew up with Bruce. It's like a real close-knit relationship kind of thing. That's okay. why she knows. cool. I'm yeah. all right then. All right. I'm all back right. on board. Right, now I'll we're watch good. it. Now Fuck we're good. It. <laughs> Oh man, um, Supergirl was still whatever. I'm just hanging in there till Crisis, and I won't watch it ever again. Uh, Flash, absolutely amazing. Uh, I think it's called. I don't remember the, the villain's name is Doctor Blood or Count Blood, something Blood. Um, is really awesome. Like he's spooky, and I really enjoy that actor. Um, he finally has to tell the entire Flash team that he's gonna die in Crisis in this episode. So that was really emotional. You know what happens when Grant Gustin has to give an emotional scene? This man brings it. Bring it. He's going to get you in the soul, and it's awesome. Um, Arrow's also really good. They're flash forwards. I'm getting more and more interested in these flash forwards. Not that the main stuff isn't interesting, but, like, the stuff with his daughter in the future is really cool, too. So that's really good. Uh, and then Black Lightning was amazing. 
You should really catch up on Netflix. I need to. Because it's, it's really good. I've just been doing a lot of rewatching lately. I don't just, you know, jump into something new. I'm gonna tell you right now. Get a new suit. Oh, okay. It's fucking fire, <laughs> bro. It is hype. I'm hot. I'm not gonna tell you how it is or this what is it is, but it is noise. I'm excited. Yes. I, I might look it up right now, actually. And uh, the main thing I want to talk about in DC TV stuff was Titans. I don't know if you... Uh, you don't have DC Universe or whatever, so you probably haven't seen it, but... No, I have um, not. But I will tell you this. Connor Kent is now part of the Titans, as traditional as he should be. No way. And they have Crypto the Superdog. Oh, nice. And Crypto <laughs> is laying bodies, my man. What kind of dog did they go with? On the... it was, I don't know what breed it is, but it, it, it literally looks it like looks comic like... book Sweet. Crypto the Superdog. In the Connor Kent episode, the one prior to the one that I'm about to talk about, he, Connor Kent goes back to Smallville, tries to find uh, the Kent farm, but ends up at Lionel Luther's house wow. that he retired at, right? So it's this whole kind of twist. He discovers he's part Lex, part Clark. It's this whole thing. And then Lex Luthor's company tries to invade the house and whatever. And there's a scene where like there's they shoot a, a bazooka at the house. It flies through the window, and it's coming right at Connor Kent. And in comes fucking Crypto. Nice. Bites it, whips around, and throws it back out and Whoa. blows up the tank. <laughs> the air butt on droids. disgusting, bro. <laughs> they, they did this man justice. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Titans is phenomenal. Um, they're finally they're finally finding their groove, I think, with this show. They, that's good. It, it knows what it wants to be now. Um, so I'm really excited about that. But other than that, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, DC TV stuff. DC. On to some video game news. We're going to move into our League Minute, because that's really the only major video game news, and um, we're just going to... Well, that uh, we're really concerned about right now. Yeah, yeah, and we we at the pod of a little bit of nerd, we just uh, like to like take a moment of silence for the region of North America. In the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Get the Sarah McLaughlin going. <laughs> yes, uh, it, it, was a, it was a quick and swift exit for North America. Shocker, into dude. Into the world's uh, competition. Whatever, God, dude. I'm over it. I'm so, so sad. So over Can it. we not just be successful as humans in that goddamn competition ever? I just want to say that I I knew Liquid. I, I think I talked Choked about it last it. time. I knew Liquid Choked was going to fucking suck. I definitely said it. I yeah, said it very it's loudly. annoying, man. Why do they have to be like that? Clutch, it's cool that you guys even made it and you I mean, gave it I your guess, best effort, yeah. whatever, but you're not God. the one we needed. We need a we need an ace in the hole, dude. Where was Cloud Nine? Where was the team that ran it up and made it to semis last year? Like, where was that team? I don't know, man. Why are you playing freaking Blabber instead of Svenskeren? And Svenskeren, when you got in, why did you choke? Yeah, Sven is. You're the so MVP good. of North America. Yeah, that's insane to me. What? The pressure got to his head. God dang it, man. And Sneaky's not going to be the dude to lead them. No, it's Sneaky. Zazel's not going to lead them. No, he's a support. No offense, it's just not a... It's not his personality to do that anyways. No. He might be like super smart with macro and things that they need to do and player matchups, but he's not going to be the one to really lead the team emotionally. Not at all. Not even close. They don't have a voice. Once High left, they lost it. Yeah, I will fully agree with that, for sure. High played every single position competitively. <sighs> that dude knows how to win a goddamn game. That's called a legend. Yeah, and they need someone like that back on their team. That's called a legend. They should call Boy Boy. <laughs> that would be cool. Hot take. I don't know why they can't just bring him in. I, I know he's a great... Listen, say what you will about Twitch streamers and solo queue players, but Boy Boy was Dignitas. 
at one point. Like he, yeah, him he, and Cutie, he was the the business. Like I think if you actually get him back in a team and he's scrimming, this man's gonna light it up. That's why I was so hyped on Clutch because Clutch is owned by Dig, right? And I was like, oh my god, they're back! They're back, baby! They're back! Let's fucking go! And then, <laughs> nothing. Pooped. Super Pooped hyped on. though. Um, Splice is in there. Hey, Splice is in there, baby. I'm, I'm really excited for Splice. I did. I think they're going to pull out some craziness. Whenever I saw them knock off J-Team, I was like, okay, yeah. they are the real deal. They're and then they took, uh, they took one off, whatchamacallit, Phoenix. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. Perfect segue, by the way. Who do we want to win Worlds now? Personally, G2. Because I love me some caps. I love me some Caps. You and doing both, dude. I was talking to him about it earlier. He's like, dude, I need G2 to win, so Caps will be the best in the world. Because <laughs> Dylan's been saying Caps is the best in the world since last last year. Mm, he loves Caps. Until Faker retires, I'm sorry. It's like the Tom Brady thing. Until he literally says, I'm not playing the game anymore. <laughs> he, still the GOAT, my man. Dude, sorry. I would Splice to win. I would love to get a set of Splice skins. I think it would be That'd super be awesome. That'd and I like hype. the underdog in this scenario. Don't we all? It's a fun story. Because they it? made a great run just from uh, the way the EU LCS ended. They were not projected to go. No, at, not all. at all. So they made their wonder run, and they're basically Europe's Cloud9 from last year. Yeah, pretty much. So I think that'd be awesome. It sucks that they're going up against SKT because I like SKT. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be cool. Um, I don't want Invictus to win. Okay, fair enough. They, they got their time, and I don't want to see, like... Another SKT dynasty phase come in, or, oh, where it's like the God, Warriors yeah, winning yeah. every year. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see that. I want some new shit. If Phoenix won, that might be cool too. I don't need to see Fnatic in the finals again. I don't either. I, Fnatic's cool. Like, I think it's cool because Reckless has done this cool metamorphosis of himself as a player. Like, he's really yeah, putting it on that. the team. You know what I mean? Like, I think that story as a sports fan is interesting to watch. Like, he really said, like, no, bro. Like, my team needs me to sit down because the meta is changing and like I like they just need time to be better by themselves and like I'm not helping my team so I feel like as a just a sports fan in general of any player of a professional squad for someone to do that and remove themselves so that way the team can succeed was incredible so that's why I'm pretty cool on Fnatic I'm cool if they succeed or not but I'm down for that, and if I had to take a guess on who I want to see in the finals, I'm going to go with G2, just because I think G2 is the business. Even if I don't want them to win, I think they're going to get there. They troll so much, and they're still smacking teams in 25 minutes. so good. They're so good, but I would like to to see Phoenix on the other side of it. And then, sure, let's see. Yeah, I'll say Fun Plus is the... Is the one to take it over uh, over G2 in the final. It'd be cool. And it might be good for China in general. Yeah, I think so. That region, I think... Aside from RG, really does need another representative to be like, hey, we're a strong region. It's not just RG. Yeah. Especially with all the bullshit they have going on over there. And I'm not going to jump into anything political. <laughs> yes. But think of like when the Saints made that Super Bowl run after Katrina. New Orleans. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. built their city back up. And maybe because yeah. esports is really big over there. Maybe it, it is. It, it but could no, do I something. totally see that. I totally see that point. It's for a sure. little stretch, but I'd like to see it. You, you know? Yeah. Something I, I totally get you. All right, so let's move into these off-season changes that have happened for League of Legends. Yes. Let's talk about the Wild Rift. Brother, you've been playing the game for 10 years. What in God's name? I know you've probably seen some map changes, but for me, Dude, this is I'm, wild. I'm hurt. This is wild. I'm really honestly upset that they're <laughs> doing this shit to the bot lane. Oh my. I don't understand why. Yeah. I don't think it's needed. It's just pissing me off the Fair more enough. I think about it. Fair enough. And it's scaring me because it's... Make me wonder, well, what if they do, like, a Summoner's Rift 2? Oh and there's God. a different Rift map. Because, of course, I'm going to learn how to play it, but I yeah. really hope they don't do I that. I mean, 
a world where I have to sit there and try to learn two maps when I barely know one. <laughs> There's so much to learn on it, and that's Jesus. why Counter-Strike has had the same maps for 25, 30 years. Yeah. Because you don't need to change it because... The meta does it for you, and there's always something new to do on the map. There's yeah. always a new mechanic. Like, there's so much you can do. <laughs> and think of like all the new characters that come in. Aurelian Soul with his E flying across over the top of terrain, or Talon jumping over shit, Kane going through walls. There's when Yasuo so many got things. introduced, all of a sudden we have airborne yes. animations now. Like, or like even Kiana's old. It changes how the rift works in general. Yes. So if they keep moving and changing it, it's gonna piss me off even more. <sighs> Because it's unnecessary shit. It's unnecessary, but I do... I do think there's a cool element to it that's going to buff and nerf some champions. So, like, every game is different in League of Legends, but now, like, bro, every game yeah, is going so to be different versus whatever you have. Like, I thought about the mountain change that happens, and I immediately was like, oh, my God. If you're in a game and that third Drake is a mountain and you have Kiana on your team, holy shit, bro. Yeah, like, She's got like eight more walls to throw people into and explode. Uh, I don't How I don't crazy know. is that? Or if you're playing Rengar, you get that third Drake as the ocean and all this brush. And there's just constant <laughs> bushes for him to just like come in and out of. Like, it's scaring me because uh, they're coming out with all these new types of games too. They have their card game coming out. They have their, their first, first person shooter, shooter coming yeah, out. There's yeah. just so many different things that Riot's doing right now. And I don't want them to lose sight on the stuff that made them riot in the first place. Which is League of Legends. Yeah, and people love it. Yes. They absolutely love it. And I, I know they're coming to console. And I was reading something the other day, and the dude's talking about, man, this game seems great. Where can I play something like this on the computer? And another comment is like, dude, they already have it. It's League of Legends. We don't need oh to do all God. this other shit. They're trying to change so much. And it's, it's making me think in terms of Fortnite. Because yeah. Fortnite was awesome when it first came out. I played right. it for like 48 hours straight the day it came out. Did you know psychologists were brought on to the Fortnite team to make it the most addicting game possible? That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but smart people can see that they're like <laughs> destroying the game, and I just hope they don't do that to League, where they keep dumping in all this other bullshit, and it makes me not want to play it. I, I understand that point for sure. And obviously, like... Me versus you, you've been there way longer than I have. I came on season six, you've been there since season one, so I can definitely see, like, the the stuff for you. So I think, you know... Change is good, but I just don't want too much. Exactly, and, you know, their problem right now with Riot Games is, like, getting the new player to play League, right? Like it's Exactly. It's that daunting task of whenever you start playing League, like, oh my god, what in the hell is this game? I remember vividly the first time I played it with you and Kenny at Valley, like... I was playing Garen, the most literal of brain dead <laughs> champion, and I'm still just like, what? What are boots? What? Well, yeah, what the do you learning mean? curve is steep. Hey, I have thirty eight hundred gold. What do I do with this? Exactly. And you're just like, oh, you have to buy items. Like, what are items? And, and then there's and then there's this, all these fucking yes. items to learn and how to corporate. Yeah, it, there's already so much to learn. Don't yeah. bring in too much because I'm sure there's kids who have come into the game and they've only played TFT. Right. Like our buddy Roy, we introduced him to the game. The dude made it to level 30 and way on. Because <laughs> 30's not even a cap anymore. <laughs> yes. But Roy only plays ARAM. Yeah. It's wild. And he's been stepping into the rift, but it's crazy because there's going to be kids who only play TFT. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have no idea how any of the shit works. And they're never going to touch the rift. Right. And that's sad because like the, the rift is the, where it, that's it where all happens. That's where it all started. That's where the that's magic happens. That's where you got happens. TFT from was the rift, baby. Exactly. That's where the magic happens. So... I mean, if the changes come, I'll keep playing. Maybe not as much as I was, depending on how it goes, but just try not to lose your core 
fan base, man. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I'm going to give them props that are doing it in off-season versus yeah. what they did this, why everyone's saying rest in peace season nine right now because they did all these changes in the middle of ranked season, <laughs> yeah, bro. That doesn't make any sense. But at least they understand that they're learning at least something and trying all these changes out right now. Um, other other league news, obviously. We're going to get right down to it. Senna, let's talk about her. The new champ, baby. I'm a hyped. support marksman. What? <laughs> you know me. I'm a, I'm a love of marksmen. I do love marksmen. Yeah, but I'm it's super a support it. marksman. And I... I read some of the character description bios, and it says, like, you know, she's got all these capabilities, but, like, she's going to do damage. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, when I, like, when this champion drops, what's going to annoy me when I see it in game? I'm going to be like, if somebody's going to play it mid, is does it actually, is she actually going to have scaling to do that? Is she going to yeah. be scaled like a actual support where she's going to do ridiculous damage in lane, and then later she's not going to be useful? So that's kind of what scares me. And, uh, Aside from that, I'm excited because, again, I was a support main for a while. It's another avenue, just like when Pike came out, different version of support that makes it more engaging yeah. when you get filled there. Because, I mean, I remember we're thinking, what, support assassin? Yeah. Are you kidding me? This what is, is going to ruin the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'll take it with a grain of salt. I don't think it'll be the end of the world. And whenever I envisioned it in my head originally, I was like, okay, support marksman, but it's Lucian's wife. Right. So I think we're... We're getting like an army of two thing. I picture them back to back, just like slaying east, waste east, to east, all this east. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and that's something that entices me. I think it's gonna be super cool. What a duo we get to do now! Yeah, it's gonna way. be so badass, dude. I might even start, <laughs> I might make my my change and finally become a support oh player. Oh my god, wouldn't you? The best supports are eighty carries that couldn't get the job done, man. I'm we, you. I mean, we have some nasty combos together in the bot lane, but now we have one with synergy aside from Zyra Khan. It's gonna be amazing, dude. It's gonna be amazing. I'm I can't super wait. excited for it. This one couldn't come quick enough. No, and and I like that they're going deeper into the lore. Like you can keep doing this mm -hmm. with characters they don't have to be this weird like nico I, I like nico but i'm saying like they don't have to be all these original things there's enough lore Agreed. in all the existing characters where like you know i'm still gonna say this right now if you would just bring back uh shen's master and zed's <laughs> master then be probably the next best champion and make him like a like a jungler because they have a mid laner and a top laner so they can just you know what I'm saying? and they just did a support and it'd be awesome. support, you know what i mean it's, it'd be so cool or like jinx's sister i would like to see her come into the game I had a, a great thought in the shower where all the best ideas happened about that the other of day. Course. If they made the the master of Shen and Zed, his ultimate could be a hybrid of both of them. So Shen's is a global, yes? Yes. So we combine that aspect, but then we bring in the damage elements of Zed. You could globally right-click your teammate and they get increased attack damage or something of that nature. That would nature, be cool. Right? Give them like a shield so you don't move but you, they get shield and boosted damage. Yes. That could right? Be awesome. You're just sitting there in lane channeling it for that entirety <laughs> of the fight so it's like you're Shen but you're also Zed and you see where the lore came from. Boom. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could run around while your hands are hot. Exactly. Kind of like um, for my Naruto fans out there, whenever Jiraiya Sensei is trying to get into Sage mode and he has to hold his hands Perfect. for a, cer like a certain amount of time. So yes. he just runs around fast doing 
like all these hands <laughs> generating all this carnage next to him. That'd Perhaps sweet, you could channel dude. it faster the more mouse movements you do. With yeah, it. who knows? You could go anywhere with it. Yes, that'll be eighteen thousand dollars, right, games for that idea. I will have that. Much. I will I take will... stock, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and all of your things inquiring of that nature. So do, when I don't know when uh, she's supposed to come out. Does she have a spotlight already? I believe she goes live on November twelfth on PBE. Sweet. So we should have some more footage and see what this champ's all about soon. I think we do have a champion spotlight. Let me look it up real quick. We have the trailer for sure. I don't know about a spotlight, but... I love that Freak still does them. Oh, I yes. Hope Freak never stops doing Freak is them, a, Freak's the man. I love Freak. Let okay. me see Freak a Freak. Free? Okay, yeah, maybe we don't have it. I think it's... Well, what'd you think of that anniversary skin, though? Side note. Uh, quick. Did you see that thing? I did. With the giant-ass fucking Teemo? I punch a goddamn baby in the face right now. That's I like that they do it. I think it's so troll. Oh, my God. Like the Draven Draven? I think that's Annie's so already funny. troll as a character, and they're gonna... God, they knew. They knew, too. Then you're like, oh, Annie's already a big troll as a champion, so let's just give her a big-ass Tibbers Teemo. It's awesome. Oh, my God. League lives for puns, though. Yes. They love those jokes, dude. They do. It's amazing. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited for where League can go. I'm just a little cautious. Yeah, I am, too. Well, Bilky, we've reached that part of the show, if you uh, know what I mean. Oh, yes. Hey! <laughs> Bilky! Yeah! What's the hullabaloo with Joker? Everyone loves it, some people hate it. I don't know what's going on out there, but no one's shooting anything yet. No one likes it because it's gonna change the world. It's gonna change the world, just like Barack Obama. Exactly. This sexy bunch of chocolate man. Mm -hmm. I love it. My president is black and my Lambo is blue. <laughs> Cypher, if you want to read, we're going to give you some Netflix and comic book recommendations as we usually do on this part of uh, the show. I watched uh, not only Another Life, but I started a show called Daybreak as well. And it's so good that I'm probably going to replace the review I had for Afterlife with Daybreak. You're kidding. So I, I was watching that trailer today and I was like, man, I really don't know if I want to watch this Dude, or not. Dude, please. Have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes. It's literally that, but set in a zombie apocalypse. So the main character okay. is like breaking the fourth wall constantly, and like all these flashbacks happen. And Matthew Broderick is in the show. Are you as shitting a me? Wow, yes. that's hilarious. So I'm like, bro, this show is amazing. Please watch Daybreak. But another life. Um, it's it's set in the future, and uh, anomaly from space appears in Earth's orbit and plants a stalk-like object on the ground. Humans attempt to determine what it is, why it's been placed there, and what's going to happen next, but it's taking too long to crack the code, so they send a team into space to source out the object and investigate further. Bam! It's literally Battlestar Galactica. It even has Katie Sackhoff in the lead role. <laughs> what do they say on that? Frack? Frack? No, no, that's the... Isn't that, ba isn't I think that Battlestar? It's the Flash or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's no, Battlestar dude, I think Galactica. it's Battlestar. Is it Battlestar Galactica? Uh -huh. All right. It's, it's Battlestar Galactica. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, this show, that show is also really good. Katie Sackhoff kills it, obviously. It's just it's space. She's an action star. so She's like the girl from The Fifth Element where they just like are those yeah. hot girls that are in the weird roles. Right. They're, she's great. Mm -hmm. it, it's awesome. I think that the story is pretty good. The only main complaint I have is like there's this weird situation where like the... Um, one of the characters has like a, she's trying to get like a three-way going with some of the crew and I don't. Nice. I, just, I, I mean, like where this is going. Like it's nice, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, am I really, is this, is this Pornhub? Softcore. Is, is <laughs> did, did I log on to something else that's not Netflix? Is this, what's going on here? 
But uh, yeah, it's really it's really inspiring. <laughs> to just, oh, yeah, something dude. to climb to later nice. on. <laughs> I'll definitely really check good. out the Daybreak one though. Yeah, we'll go from there. What have you been up to lately on the old? If you want to read recommendations, dude, I've been just throwing it back recently. So I, I discovered Dragon Ball Z Kai, and I know I should have already known uh, what it is, uh, but yes, it was awesome sure. to see that it's just a shortened version. They pick up right where Dragon Ball left off. They go from. The beginning of Dragon Ball Z through the Cell games without any of the filler. Ugh, delicious. So it's just beautiful action and canon scenes constantly. And so right now I'm watching Gohan, you know, train and cry like a little bitch from the beginning <laughs> of the show. It's super fun to hear him whine all the time. Yes. Literally the worst part of all Dragon Ball's franchise is Gohan crying. It's Good gold. terrible. But other than that, um, I, I decided to check out Dragon Ball Super's dubbed version. Because, mm. dude... You would not believe how far behind they are. Oh yeah, they're way back. It's insane. I think they're still on the uh, the one with Jiren, like the world. They're whatever. Yeah, so it's in the tournament of power, and they're just now seeing Goku hit up Ultra Instinct. Oh my god, bro! And, dude, I could not imagine. Yeah, I remember. I was sitting there waiting for the Japanese show to, or episodes to come out each week. Right, and just like on the edge of my seat, like I need Ultra I'm Instinct now. <laughs> And so it's exactly. I was in there fiending for it, but watching it, knowing everything that's gonna happen, it's super fun. I the voices are incredible. They're super cool. They still I, have the OG I playing Goku. Yeah. Oh, thank God. It's that's He's why incredible. I'm enjoying watching it right. because the dialogue that's in the Japanese, so the subbed version, sometimes it's way different, and the I guess it, the tone is darker, and some of the words that they use are heavier. But then you get this happy-go-lucky. I guess, American version of Goku. And so it's just kind of nice to hear the difference in uh, the energy. Because it seems to me like it's more lighthearted. Yeah, I I can It's more joking. The American dubs always have kind of a... There's always this weird, like, kind of lag. I think it's just a cultural thing. A lagging that uh, tone that you get and the intensity. But it's still there. And obviously, you know, they did their... They made their impact in the 90s when we were growing up. Oh, yeah. Because we still love the show right now, even with the Japanese subs, so... I still see. I still get chills whenever they start, you know, going into rage mode because the voice actors that do the dubbed version are so good. And yes. they've done it for so long that I still get into it. Oh yeah. They know whenever it's time <laughs> to get intense, and they really bring it, man. Like that scene whenever uh, Vegeta loses his shit. That's my Bulma, and I was just like, Yo, I can feel it. Yes. I can feel it. Further beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I had to finish the jeer and fight on my own on YouTube just because I, the dub version didn't catch up for me in time. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, watching Vegeta break through his limits and get, I guess, blue too. I never really confirmed it what it blue? was. Is it I think, is that like blue and Kaioken? That's like one of the forms before. That's what Goku does. Oh, that's what Goku does. So right. he, like, it's... Goku and it's Vegeta and they're like, all right, Jaren, here we come. And, you know, they gas themselves oh, up yeah. and he gets his Kaioken times 50 going with oh, blue Jesus or whatever. Jesus Christ, what a form. It's insane. But then Vegeta gets his shit going and he's got like a darker blue. He seems to like bulk up maybe a little bit. A little oh, yeah. To throw back like some super Vegeta shit. Oh, baby. So, I mean, I hope we get to see more shit. And this thing you sent me through the text message, You're man. You're welcome, bro. <laughs> Tell the people what was going on in my messages. Uh, it was just a... I saw it on... um. Uh, Facebook actually, it was a it was a link to a tweet that was for like the ninth anniversary uh, Dragon Ball guy, but it's a picture 
of Super Saiyan God Trunks, and it is beautifully done. Oh, it's oh, it's so good. I might try to see if I if there's a way. I will try to link it in the bio. It's of this, incredible. Uh, Trunks is in my top three favorite characters. So, I had to say, yeah, it I was so geeked when you sent it to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He still hold got on. his sword. His hold hair on. looks beautiful. They did it so well. The red just like pops off. It's, oh. It looks like someone Badass. from the Naruto universe that's part of the Uzumaki clan. It's like really red hair, man. I just if that ever actually gets into canon on the show, I'm gonna lose my mind. And it looks like he's calm in that in that form in yeah. the picture. So he's not like he's really, really mastering getting his energy to come out. And I wanna see him turned up. Oh. Oh he's so hyped. Oh, and does that mean God. that he has the potential to move into blue? I think so. And if they oh if he can go God. God, there's no reason he can't be blue. It's wild to me that Universe 7, I, I mean, we can't confirm what this picture is yet and how it, you know, relates to canon fucking stuff, but right. that would make three mortals having divine power. Oh my god. It's incredible, dude. It's crazy. This, this Universe 7 Ball. is so strong. Dragon Ball, baby. We out here. Where do they even go from here? I don't know. What happened? The Tournament of Power, I was like, dude, they're ending <laughs> it. It's over. There's nothing more. I don't know where they can go. They introduced the multiverse concept now, which is a big thing in like Western comics, but I guess now they're doing it in Eastern comics, so now that could be a whole... What if there's like an alternate doppelganger Goku running around out there that's just in the shit and now he decides right. to be a dictator what if we have like a red dawn situation with goku where he landed in the wrong section of earth seven you know what i mean it's just so so especially with broly now too yeah, broly he's he's cool now and canonized and damn there's so much to do oh but goodness even with all those things i still can't imagine where to go like if you ask me what i think is going to happen i'm lost i have exactly. no words Oh, do they keep even, do they even make more, man? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Well, goodness. Bilky, yes. once again, we have completed a podcast for zero dollars and zero cents. It's in- sensational. It's in- it's actually incredible how we keep doing this. Spend- we have <laughs> consistency. Spending, spending no money. No money at all. Never once. That's because we use a site called podcast.com. It's the best place to host your podcast because it gives you unlimited storage and optimized search engine capabilities to host your podcast on the internet. Bam. Wonderful. And if you want any of these uh, comics recommendations, which we didn't recommend any today, but whatever for the future, uh, you can get Comixology linked to your Amazon account if you uh, go to your settings and then, you know, you do... Couple clicks of your buttons, and and you look at Comixology, and you want it, and you feel it, you gotta have it, and click it, and it's good to go. It's it's very it's so easy. It's so easy. What are you waiting for? I don't, I don't know. Jesus. It seems foolish not to have Comixology linked to your Amazon account because it's just it's it's right so there. simple, man. It's easy. Do yes. it. Do it. Do it. Good. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jalen Holston. Bilky, where can the good people find you if they have any other questions or theories about all the things we talked about today? All these things can be answered at Twitter if you follow my account at LGBilks. Come at me with all of your hottest topics. I would love to hear them. And then you can find me on the Instagram at B-I-L-K-O-Z-B-Y. Open for your interpretation. Well, we will see you next time around, nerds. Stay sweaty and stay awesome.